Hello, hello. Welcome to the Star Family Wisdom Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Jenna Layden, founder of Star Family Wisdom and a former Global Vice President for Whole Foods Market. Star Family Wisdom is a paradigm-shifting podcast, community, and online school for your spiritual and cosmic evolution. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like, subscribe, share with your friends, and you can also find us on your favorite podcast app. If you're there, leave a review and comment and let us know what resonates with you and what you want to hear more of. We love hearing your comments. It's been so fun to connect with all of you. And on this podcast, we intend to share conversations, ideas, and information that will inspire you and support you on this wild journey of being human. And we're going to explore ancient clues about our untold human story, real-life supernatural experiences, lost knowledge from the stars, and spiritual wisdom that empowers you to transform your life for the better. And in today's solo episode, we're discussing one of my all-time favorite books, Star Ancestors by Nancy Red Star. And because we're going to be discussing some important sacred wisdom that has come directly from many indigenous cultures, I'm going to open sacred space and offer a prayer to the four directions. And this is a prayer, a traditional prayer from South America, from the Peruvian lineage of shamanism uh, that I have studied. And it's meant to hold us in sacred space together. It is a way of calling in protection and honoring all of our relations and especially the wisdom keepers who have honored and preserved this sacred wisdom for so long. So. I'm going to do that for just a few minutes. And uh, I hope that this is something you can also take with you and begin to incorporate into your practice. And on starfamilywisdom.com, we've got some shamanic resources as well that you can take advantage of and begin to learn from. So if you know the directions, you can honor the directions by turning to that direction, to the cardinal direction, when I go to that direction. So please do that if you feel called to do so. So we'll start with the South. The winds of the South, great serpent, such a mama come, wrap your coils of light around us, be with us in this space today, keeping us grounded, safe, close to our great mother. Help us all to walk belly to belly with our great mother walking in beauty, creating in beauty, acting in beauty. Help us to shed our past the way you shed your skin all at once, letting go of the traumas and pains and issues that humanity has faced so we may bravely and boldly step into a new future. Be with us today. Aho. To the winds of the West. Mother, sister, jaguar, come, be with us in this space, pad around this medicine space, keeping us protected. Help us to transform what is ready to be transformed on a collective level, helping us operate from the highest place in our mind, operating from a place of possibility and hope and joy and compassion. Help us to banish the darkness and doubt and fear and anxiety that resides in our minds. Help us to let die away what needs to die away so we may move forward into a beautiful new future and move beyond the illusion 
of fear, move beyond the illusion of separation to unite and become one people. Be with us today. Aho. To the winds of the north, ancient ones, ancestors, to all of the wisdom keepers and earth keepers and day keepers and spiritual leaders and healers and masters who have come before us, who have held the secrets of life, of the universe, of the mystery close for preserving the wisdom that we now access and honor and work to embody. Thank you. Thank you for letting us stand on your shoulders. Thank you for bringing the right wisdom and the right teachings to us at the right time so that we may transform this world for the better. Be with us today in this space. Royal Hummingbird, Siwa Kente, come, be with us. Help us to fly on our epic soul journey with ease and grace, drinking only from the sweet nectar of life, finding lightness and play and fun in what we do. Help us to honor the will of spirit and answer the call of spirit always. Be with us today. Aho. To the winds of the east, great eagle condor, come. Fly with us today. Help us to rise high and fly wingtip to wingtip with great spirit. Help us to source our wisdom from the highest mountain peaks. Help us to zoom out to see the big picture of why we are here and why we are doing what we are doing. And help us to zoom in to see the little details so we may take action in divine timing, bringing the right things to pass at the right time aligning ourselves with the will of spirit, with our higher selves, with the highest cosmic destiny available to us at this time. Help us to be pulled forward by that higher future, that higher destiny. Help us to be pulled forward by the dream of the next world, a better world, a more sustainable, harmonious, and balanced world. Be with us today. Aho. Pachamama, Mother Earth. Thank you for all that you provide, all that you offer. Thank you for your patience and your love. Thank you for uniting us here today in this space so that we may honor you and the wisdom that has been preserved for us. We gather here today for the healing of you and all of your children. We honor you in all of our relations, the two-legged, the four-legged, the winged, the finned, the furred, the creepy crawlies. Let us be your caretakers, your stewards. Let us embody the wisdom of planetary stewardship and help us return you and all of your children to a state of harmony and to a place where we all flourish and thrive. Be with us today in this space. Aho. Father, Son, thank you for illuminating our world and bringing light to the darkness and reminding us that light always returns after the darkness, that there's always a dawn and a new day ahead. Star Nation, Star Family, Star ancestors, thank you for being with us, guiding our journey, supporting us, answering our prayers and our intentions and our call, helping us remember that you exist and helping us remember our history 
helping us unite at this time to understand how we can build a better future together with you and with each other. Thank you for bringing this wisdom to us at this time. Infinite spirit, great spirit, to the all that is, thank you. Thank you for this beautiful time of co-creation and our ability to be here together having these conversations. Thank you for this beautiful time of transformation and this time of possibility and for reminding us that with challenges come tremendous possibility and the ability to make quantum leaps and the ability to embody new ways of being. Thank you for the opportunity to be here on earth at this time supporting this incredible transformation and this remembrance of who we really are. Help all who are watching today to embody their higher purpose, their destiny, to be a part of this transition and this transformation with power and grace and compassion, to support the healing and transformation of this planet for the benefit and the good of all. Be with us today. Aho. Okay, so with that, we'll get started. And I wanna just talk about Nancy Redstar for a moment. Nancy is a daughter of the Cherokee and a citizen of the Abenaki Nation of the Missisquoi St. Francis Sokoki Band. And Nancy is a visiting professor at Bard College, a doe skin and beadwork artist. And she resides in New Mexico now working on a variety of projects. And I'm also Cherokee, and so finding Nancy's work has been a really important part of my healing journey and reconnecting with my ancestry. And I'm just so grateful and appreciative that Nancy has taken on such an incredible project. And her work really centers around exploring the unifying theme of Sky Elders, which is found in almost every Indian culture. And this cultural narrative points to a Genesis story that is quite different than what we have been taught in our mainstream cultures and religions. And if you tuned into our recent episode about Paul Wallace's book, uh, coincidentally, much of what we find in Nancy Redstar's work corroborates Paul's work. So in Nancy's book, Star Ancestors, she documents the teachings of extraterrestrials that have been generously shared by the wisdom keepers of many indigenous Indian and Native American tribes. And in this book, Nancy calls herself a runner. Rather than an elder, she believes that her role is to run between cultures and tribes, acting as a bridge to gather the oral traditions, the messages, and the knowledge of our star ancestors. And Nancy notes that the creation and destruction of our previous worlds has been documented by many world traditions, including the Maya, the Egyptian, North American Indians, Tibetans, and many others. And 
In fact, the Peruvian shamanic tradition I've studied from South America also speaks to the previous worlds or eras of humanity and the critical juncture that we have now reached in our current world. And in her book, she talks about how we are at a critical choice point and the choices we make now will determine how we move into the next era of humanity. And her instructions for all who read her book are to find and pass on the traditions of the old ways. And this means we must return to our ancestral ways, our ancient ways. And in the South American tradition, we would call this returning to a state of Aini or living in harmony with the world around us. And, you know, I reflect on how as I've reconnected with my ancestry and have begun to reconnect with nature and spirit and the practice of Aini or living in right relationship with all of our relations, I've realized that we've desperately lost our way in our modern civilization. We've disconnected from spirit and we've denied spirit, our spirit for material wealth and power and success. And we have a big choice to return to the ways of spirit and to reintegrate our spirituality with our modern way of living. And you know, I opened sacred space at the beginning of this talk for that purpose, because it's important that we reintegrate and incorporate these ways of living that call on the energies of the universe, that help us commune with the energy of Mother Earth and with all of our relations so that we can establish the harmony and balance that is possible. So Star Ancestors begins with a story of a woman, Irene Yazzie, who at the age of 96 spoke about an incident that happened earlier in her life. She had seen a light come down outside of her home and two beings appeared and asked her why the Navajo deities were no longer receiving prayers from the people. And they said they can't intervene and support the growth of the crops without prayers. And as a side note, I find this an interesting kind of coincidence with what we now hear about around the non-interference policy, right? That, you know, our star brothers and sisters can't just directly intervene in our affairs without us asking for it. So Irene was told not to speak of the incident in any other language than in her native language. And apparently the visitors left two sets of footprints in her home as well. And Nancy goes on to interview a woman named Harriet Goodluck, a Navajo woman who has spent most of her life in the Four Corners region of the Southwest. And Harriet talks about this incident with Irene and, and says that the instructions she received really are about returning to a spiritual way of life and to you know honor the deities and pray to the deities. And with that comes good harvest and the harmony that we need to support our lives. And without returning to that spiritual way of life, we move into a future that's not as harmonious and beautiful for us. And, and that this instruction to return to the spiritual way of life is really about avoiding a disastrous future. And 
you know, I want to just honor for a moment the sacredness and secrecy with which these visits and stories have been held, because many wisdom keepers around the world have held their own origin stories and incidents about connection with star people and spiritual wisdom secret because the white Western world has not honored this information or used it with respect. And many elders and wisdom keepers talk about how the time has come for the wisdom and the stories and the knowledge to be shared for the sake of future generations. And it's time to do what we can to reintegrate our spirituality with the material world and to remember where we came from. And it's time to prepare for the arrival of our star ancestors and to prepare to walk into the next world, the next era of humanity. And one thing I love about the stories in the Star Ancestors book is that Nancy documents the oral tradition and prayer and song in a way that brings the traditional Indian way of life alive for the reader. And it really helps us remember that song and dance and prayer, like what we started this with, are huge hugely important to our ability to live in harmony and peace and abundance. And so I just, you know, honor that and am so grateful, you know, for so many people who have held this information close to preserve it so that we might be able to reintegrate it at this time. And in the book, Nancy interviews a member of the Mi'kmaq tribe in Nova Scotia, and they say that the little people are believed to be alive on the islands of Nova Scotia and Maine. And, you know, we hear similar stories of Bigfoot and Sasquatch where little people leave gifts for locals. So we've heard this in many other stories. And in this particular area of the world, the little people seem to leave special carved rocks with holes that people put on necklaces. And they're very clearly carved, you know, by some being. And the people of Nova Scotia believe that the little people have always been guides for them. And this story of little people comes up in many cultures around the world. And one point from this story that I love is that the grandfather of one of the men interviewed used to talk about how elders would say that sky travel was going to be possible. Because, and this was back in the 1800s, they knew this was going to be possible because they've seen things flying in the sky, right? So even back in the 1800s, we have accounts of UFO sightings that have been passed down through this oral tradition. And I also love how Nancy quotes so many elders and quite a few chiefs in her book. And Chief uh, Dan Kach. Ongba, I hope I'm saying that right, of the Sun Clan of the Hopi talks about how the Hopi are survivors of another world. And Molly Keating, a Native American activist, talks about how the survivors of the previous world were transported in metal cylinders. And according to some Hopi, the circular shaped kiva that are now used in the ceremonial spaces, the kind of circular underground spaces are meant to represent the round cylinder that moved people to safety. And we hear this documented in origin stories of the Hopi and you know, I think we're lucky to have the opportunity to learn from these 
oral traditions and, you know, this history. And I truly believe it's just an honor to learn from so many elders on our planet at this time. And as Harriet Goodluck says, I will follow what the old people still believe in, the prayers, the offerings, the ceremony, and the giving of something to the holy people. And some elders who have been interviewed speak of crop circles and recognizing the symbols in the crop circles that they've seen as similar symbols on UFOs. And another man from upstate New York speaks about how star ancestors and little people are one in the same. He says the little people seem to have mysterious power and similar to more recent accounts of abductions and ET contact cases, there appear to be incidents of spontaneous healings and guidance being offered to humans, very much like the story we started with. And Nancy goes on to document that many Indian people are highly aware of advanced geometrical and geodesic design of many ancient sites and megalithic monuments. So not only are the stories of little people common across many different tribes and cultures, but there's also an understanding of the sophistication of the ancient sites we see around the world, especially, you know, in North America. And they speak of star alignment, calendar system, and sophistication that these sites were built to support. And why are they sharing this information? Well, they say that the earth people must be educated before the little people come back so that we don't blow them up, right? So that we don't have a violent reaction to our star ancestors arriving. And, and you know, I love how, you know, throughout this book, you know, Nancy is interweaving not only stories directly from many indigenous elders and Native people, but she's also referring to, you know, some of the archaeological uh, history, you know, that's on earth that we can explore and that we can connect the dots on in relation to some of these origin stories. So I'll share my own contact story here because I think it's important that any per person watching who is not of Native American descent know that this phenomena is not purely relegated to tribal culture or Indian origin stories. So while I'm Cherokee, I did not grow up in Cherokee culture. I have reconnected with that culture in my adult years and to my dismay, about four years ago, I was contacted by ETs, by my star family, our star ancestors. And I won't go into all of the detail of that contact story here because you can learn more about that in our other videos. But to suffice to say, I was instructed to help with this cause, to help educate Earth people, to help us shed our fear of the unknown, to help us corroborate and honor the teachings of our indigenous brothers and sisters and to help us prepare. And it's my belief that the stories and the wisdom and the knowledge of our Native American and indigenous family 
must be honored and believed and integrated for us to survive our future and for us to become the galactic race we can become. So while, you know, maybe many indigenous origin stories have been written off as mythology and fantasy, and while we certainly have not honored the wisdom our indigenous brothers and sisters have to offer, I think it's important to, to share that what they have to say, to my understanding, is very real and very important for us to understand at this time. And, and I would not have been contacted and guided to this place to have this conversation, to be doing this today if it was not all real. And, and I think it's so beautiful that we have the ability to access this breadth of information that we can access today in Nancy's book and through so much other research that is happening today. And, and I think, you know, if you've done any, you know, sort of research on the extraterrestrial phenomena, the information in this book will round out your understanding of who we are and what our story really is. And, you know, Nancy writes in the book that the destruction of Atlantis is actually what led to the last world or the last era coming to a close and what led to our survival in those metal cylinders and what led to the Hopi and other tribes reestablishing themselves in the Four Corners region. And, you know, she says that mainstream America might call the rescuers, you know, of that previous era, extraterrestrials, but native peoples call them star beings and sky guardians and star ancestors and deities. And so what, you know, I see in this information and corroborated in so many other accounts is that our history goes a lot farther back than we've been willing to admit, than we've been willing to look at. And we have had so much more contact in our past than, than we've understood. And we were saved by our star ancestors, by our star brothers and sisters. After the last flood, they supported our survival. That's what I see in the information and the research and what I believe is true. And, you know, there's disagreement among the tribes as to the exact route of the migration. Was it from north to south or south to north? You know, that doesn't really matter, I think. But there was indeed a great migration. And prior to the great migration and the great flood, it appears as though our origins were in the stars. And, you know, at one point in the book, Nancy interviews a Cherokee man who says the migration occurred from Atlantis through Mesoamerica and up through North America. And this feels right to me based on my research and my understanding of our history and where Atlantis may have been located. Um, and he says that we had an advanced technology in the times of Atlantis and that we misused it and that we got that technology from our star ancestors. And, and this corroborates many other accounts, including, you know, readings by Edgar Cayce back in the 1900s about the times of Atlantis and the times we misused spiritual and, you know, 
other technology and and how you know we're experiencing some aspects of that today um, and that we've got choices as to how we want to direct our technology and direct our power and uh, this man talks about how the Cherokee were builders of a little Egypt in Ohio, that there's a mound system there that's built in just perfect geometric proportion to help connect with the magnetic field of the earth. So similar to new accounts, new research of how the pyramids in Egypt harness the energy of earth it appears so too did the pyramids and megalithic structures of North and South America. Nancy also goes on to talk about how, you know, our civilization professes to be the most advanced that ever is and ever will be, yet it is believed among cultures worldwide that our ancestors traveled the stars and brought advanced knowledge to earth and we're the ones that built the pyramids in South America and North America and Egypt and all around the world. And in Peru, the Nazca Lines are an example of one of the more extraordinary feats that our ancestors did, which clearly would have had to have been constructed from the sky. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have taken a very, very long time and a lot of sophisticated instruments to conduct those lines. If you haven't seen them, look them up. They are quite extraordinary. And so, you know, she talks a lot about the sacred sites around the world and what we can now glean, you know, from new research and our, you know, preserved origin stories that again point to telling a very different history on earth and point to a history we have chosen to forget. You know, Nancy also refers to the greys. So, you know, we've talked about little people, we've talked about little people being star ancestors, and, you know, there's a lot of conversation out there about the gray race and which races, you know, have our best interests in mind and which ones don't. And, you know, she documents the fact that the gray races have been the ones doing genetic manipulation on humans throughout our history. And, um, the, again, there are good and bad, you know, agendas, and it may not necessarily be a bad agenda, but it may not necessarily be in our best interest, you know, either in some cases. And, and that, you know, 40,000 years ago, ET started doing genetic manipulation, accessing our DNA for various reasons, and, uh, and that the greys are now taking DNA to create hybrid ET humans. And, you know, she refers to the fact that the greys are not the helpers, right? They're not the, the deities or the star ancestors that many of our uh, Native American brothers and sisters pray to and commune with and talk about. And, <clears throat> and so, you know, I think, you know, again, she refers to the fact that what the greys are doing is about a continuation of their species, and that's understood, and that, um, and that it's important that we, you know, don't just write off an entire species and that we seek to understand the difference between the species and the fact that while there maybe have been some <clears throat> less ideal, you know, ET contact situations happening in our past. There have absolutely been so many examples 
of support and help and um, what many cultures refer to as deities, you know, coming to support the human race. And so, you know, I love that she reflects on that in her book as well, that that is an important um, kind of designation to make and an important thing to understand that even among <clears throat> indigenous cultures, you know, there is an understanding of the difference between the star races. And similar to Paul Wallace's account of the translation of Elohim, Nancy also uh, documents that Elohim should be translated as plural. And when translated as a plural noun, we get a very different translation in the Bible, which says we were created in their image. We were created in the image of our star ancestors and, and star beings. And, and she goes on to talk about the five root races, that if you look around our world, all of the races that exist on planet Earth, that we have evidence of the seeding of five root races on earth and that we are very much a hybrid species. We are very much a species that includes DNA from many other species. And that's why we, you know, probably see so much DNA anomalies, you know, on our, on our planet that we see so many differences between the genetic structure of, uh, people on earth. So, so I think it's, fascinating and beautiful that Nancy, you know, brings this into her work. It's, you know, for our mainstream culture, a little off limits. And I think it's time for it to not be off limits anymore, right? We have to have these discussions. We have to have these conversations about where we came from and who we are. We can't just live in this eternal mystery of thinking we're an accident here, that we're alone, when we have a lot, a lot of evidence to the contrary. And the Hopi call this time the world out of balance. And, you know, in the South American traditions, there are similar phrases, similar prophecies for this crossroads that we're at. And Chief Seattle spoke about how the land is not ours and the animals are not ours, but we've acted like it's all ours to take and to pillage. And in this book, Nancy brings us back to the hope that we can choose a different path, that we can learn from our indigenous brothers and sisters, and we can choose to regain our humanity, that we can choose to become guardians of the earth and stewards of our beautiful planet and of all of our relations, and that we can choose to honor all of life around us and create in beauty, or we can face our own demise. And the Cherokee people, along with almost every other indigenous tribe, have a principle of generosity that we must be generous with our teachings and share the wisdom that has been protected for thousands of years and that we must honor the earth and gain appreciation for each other again and that we must honor our star ancestors and the ancient ones who protected the wisdom that we can now embody and that we can now use to create a different world for our children. And towards the end of the book, Nancy interviews a Mayan elder who says the Maya believe we are cosmic humans and that our ancestors are of the cosmic family and that they came from someplace out in the cosmos and that 
among the Mayan calendar system, there is a 26,000 year cycle that is tracked and it shows we have just entered into an era of great cosmic change, which is exactly what the cycle of the yugas from Vedic tradition in the East points to. So here we have another example of our ancient calendar systems and ancient archaeological sites mimicking each other around the world. So pointing to a common origin, right? Pointing to a common uh, starting place, a common knowledge, a common wisdom. And Nancy documents that the Mayan created mystery schools along with many other cultures on earth to preserve our ancient wisdom and our spiritual knowledge and to awaken and expand human consciousness. And in these mystery schools, initiates would be introduced to spiritual practices and cosmic alignment that activated latent human abilities and illuminated our chakras through rising kundalini energy, ultimately illuminating our crown chakra. And the word in Mayan for Hopi means illumination or crown chakra. And it actually appears that many of our ancient sites have been laid out in a chakra format and that the various temples may have the right harmon harmonic resonance to align with our seven chakras. So this would allow the initiate to activate and awaken their kundalini energy, bringing it to the appropriate chakras at the various sites. And we see this in Mexico and in Egypt and potentially in Arizona as well. And Nancy notes that the depictions of people carved into the Mayan sites are faces of our extraterrestrial brothers and sisters who came here to teach us in eras past. And she says, go to Chichen Itza in Mexico and you'll see for yourself. And, you know, it's my belief after, you know, reading this book and integrating my experiences and so much other research that, you know, we're living during a time of tremendous change, a time of upheaval and a time of choice. And, you know, I think it's so important that we seek the wisdom of elders on this planet who can guide us towards a better future and that we must remember our sacred responsibilities and our sacred history and our ability to commune with the beings from the stars. And we must remember that we're simply caretakers of this beautiful planet and we've been entrusted with stewardship for her. And we have an opportunity to remember our ancient ways, our ancestral ways, and to remember how to walk in beauty, speak in beauty and create in beauty. And we must remember that our mother, Mother Earth will care for us if we care for her. And we must remember that we're children of the stars and of the earth and that we can return to harmonious, balanced ways of living together and that we must dig deep and open our minds to a different version of our history and a different version of our human story and understand that we're not alone and we never have been. And that ET contact has been present for us throughout our human history. And, you know, the few stories and examples I share from this book are just a few examples. And I think it is 
you know, through these conversations that we can bring light to that, that shadow, you know, in our history that we've sought to deny, right? We've sought to not deny a part of our existence. And, you know, we can honor this wisdom and this knowledge of who we really are because it's been preserved for us. And, you know, with that, I encourage you to pick up Nancy's book, Star Ancestors, because again, we touched on just a few examples of the amazing stories and accounts that lead us to a, just a deeper understanding of our human history and the fact that many of our Indian tribes and Native American brothers and sisters and elders have been preserving a very different version of our human history that is ready for us to integrate when we're ready. And so I encourage you to pick up Nancy's book, Star Ancestors. You can find a link to her book in the show notes, along with more information about her work. The work she's doing is incredibly important and helping to unite tribes across North and South America and helping us remember that our spiritual wisdom on this planet has a common ancestry, a common origin, helping us remember that we can return to a different way of life if we choose to do so, and, and helping us remember that ET contact doesn't have to be a weird, scary thing, that it is very much a part of who we are and very much a part of our beginnings here on earth and, and that we have supporters and we have star guardians and sky beings that we can connect with and call upon for help when we need it. And, and I think, you know, if you are someone who is, you know, new to some of this, I think as you read this book and, and look across, you know, cultures and, and cultural narratives, you start to see the commonalities and you start to see the, the thread of truth that exists across them all. And, and I think it is so beautiful that Nancy has taken on this work and, and that we have the ability to talk about it today. And so I'm just so grateful and appreciative for her doing what she is doing to bring this wisdom to the world and to bring that sacred hoop of humanity back together so that we can remember our commonalities and so that we can understand that ET contact is very much a part of our past and very much a part of our future. And if you'd like to learn more about shamanic practice, you can find a beginner's course on Star Family Wisdom. But if you'd like to dig really deep um, and really become a practicing shaman, I highly recommend the offerings of the Four Winds Society. Uh, that is the organization I have studied with and I've learned the South American uh, lineage of shamanic practice and energy medicine. And there are so many, so many lineages to study from and learn from. <clears throat> and it has been a really important part of my healing journey to <clears throat> reconnect with our ancestral ways. And I think 
I think, you know, if you're just getting into that, you can find some deep healing and beautiful transformation in that when you're ready. And, you know, don't forget that no matter what your background, race, or religion is, that you're part of reconnecting that sacred hoop of life and reuniting all tribes and all races on earth and helping us remember our past to save our future. So with that, thank you for being with us today and watching and doing this book review and, and being in sacred space to have this discussion and to talk about the, the wisdom and the stories that our Native American brothers and sisters have to offer. And please share with a friend if this resonated with you, if this is information you think others should know about and access, leave a comment and let's continue this discussion. It is an honor to share this sacred space with you. And I hope you're feeling inspired about being a guardian of this earth and reconnecting with our star ancestors and preparing for their arrival. So we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for watching. Bye for now.